You're listening to Fucks Given, the one with Yasmin Benoit. Welcome to Fucks Given. I'm Reed. And I'm Florence. And we are on a mission to revolutionise the sex space, break down barriers and give the lowdown on all things sexy. Every week, we will welcome a special guest to share with us their juicy details about their best fucks, worst fucks, or even the fucks that changed them. And we'll also hear your guys' sex questions and your worst sex stories. We're all about celebrating your sex. We're removing the stigma around the whole number bullshit. No matter how many people you've slept with, the number never matters because the fucks given are the fucks that made us. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming on today. Oh, thank you. My love, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, so I'm a model and asexuality activist from Reading. Um, so I started off just with the modeling and then I decided that I might as well mention I was asexual because not many people with platforms do. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of spiraled into um, the whole activism thing, which wasn't really what I'd expected, but it's a fun ride. So I go along with it. <laughs> <laughs> we, we met at an, an Erica Lust event, um, yeah. which is pretty crazy. Like a real brief sort of like card exchange. Like two seconds. <laughs> like, oh, hi, hi. Hey, and, hey, love to have you on our podcast. Bye. Like, cool, so, cool, <laughs> bye. And that was it. But <laughs> no, thanks for joining us. I actually don't know that much about asexuality so I'm really excited to have you on considering like what we do which is it's quite bad because we've been talking about sex for like four years but when it comes to not wanting to have sex it's a different matter yeah I mean we we should know but there are so many different sexualities and you're here to teach us the ways (laughs) so please to start with can you tell us a little bit about what asexuality means to you yeah well I mean it's funny how many people um don't know what it means even though it is you'd think that it would be one of the, like a bit of a given, or at least it was to me, because it's literally just the absence of sexual attraction. So yeah. same way some people are attracted to men, some are attracted to women, some are attracted to this, and some aren't attracted to anything. And that's literally just what asexuality means, is the absence of sexual attraction, not the absence of um, romantic interests or an absence of libido or anything like that. It's just the actual sexual attraction bit. So that's how, that's my experience with it. Um, And yeah, and I'm also aromantic as well. So I don't do romantic relationships either, but a lot of asexual people are still interested in that. Oh, amazing. So how come you ended up at a porn event? (laughs) (laughs) My approach to activism is unconventional. Um, (laughs) Well, um, Erica Lust, or someone from Erica Lust, asked me to write an article for their website about asexuality and porn. Oh, amazing. um, Which I thought was really cool because some sex-positive platforms aren't so into asexuality because people think it's being anti-sex yeah so i mm-hmm. was like oh awesome and especially as people always want to know about that subject like that's one of the first things people ask me they're like oh so do you watch porn and i'm like why is that the first thing you thought of <laughs> <laughs> when i said asexuality like that's kind of a weird thing to jump to um i mean i'm gonna ask that question <laughs> sorry do, <laughs> it's do, okay. do yeah, you watch or enjoy porn yeah i have done yeah and the other question is usually, oh, so can you have an orgasm? It's oh, like, what? yes, that's never not been a, a problem. <gasps> not <Yeah>. a <laughs> that's crazy. That's not an actual overlap of the two. Um, it's not about an absence of libido. Mm. 
it's just the absence of sexual attraction. And you don't need to be sexually attracted uh, to someone to have an orgasm. I mean, I don't anyway. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> so there's lots of masturbation and self-love. Yeah, like I've never really overlapped that with wanting to have sex. Um, mm. That never really crossed my mind. As, but I think, and I guess based on other people's experiences, that overlaps in the sense that you think about having sex while you do it. And I was like, oh, okay, I don't do that. Um, <laughs> that's not a component for me. That's mm-hmm. not a necessity. So yeah, that's not a lot of asexual people still do that. And asexual people can have sex. Um, mm. For me, not being sexually attracted to someone would make me completely uninterested in having sex with them but some asexual yeah. people can get past that detail so uh, I mean, can, I, can I ask you if, if this isn't too much of a sensitive subject what actually gets you off uh pleasure which probably sounds weird but it's like no, that's not weird the, at all. definitely not weird at all that's like the main go-to. I know it's like I don't know what you guys or other people think about but that's what I think about and Do then you- that's what I'm aiming for so that's what I Guess, so you'll be fo- <laughs> like instead of I guess when you're masturbating, some people might be imagining some sort of scenario in their head, fantasizing about, like, about other people, yeah, so, thinking about the conclusion. Involved. Yeah, you're, you're sort of focusing <laughs> on goal. your own pleasure and being like, I'm gonna orgasm. Yeah, like that's the aim. So that's what that's the focus for me. Yeah. That's really lovely. That must mean I don't know. Like you're, it's a lot of inward thinking. And I, I mean, do you still get where you can't re- achieve orgasm even though you're trying really hard to focus your attention? Because often or not, if I I'm mean, not focusing, I'm. I, find it I so mean, yeah, hard. it depends on you know hormones and I mean I guess that's kind of like when people talk about I don't know, any kind of sexual material or any kind of sexual stimulus like mm. I interpret that the same way as like if I was going to go on a run it would be helpful to like watch something sporty or think about oh, yeah. like if I'm yeah. like if I've just watched like the X Games or something I'd be like ah I should really go out and like move or something yeah motivated <laughs> like that gets you like in there it's like okay now I feel more like I'm in that zone so like that's kind of like that sometimes helps um but it's not entirely necessary but it helps but to, to go back did, have you written the article and what did you say about porn yeah well i mean it comes out in around the 20th to the 27th because that's when asexual awareness week is yay um, this is when the podcast will be out well, yeah. woo, we are in asexual awareness week right now guys <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, it was interesting um, because it's something that people don't usually write about. um, But then when I said to people, hey, does anyone mind being involved? I had so many people like, God, yes. And I was like, wow, okay, people were eager to talk about it. Just no one asked them. Um, And yeah, I I kind of found what I expected. I mean, there are some asexual people who are like, eh, not into it. And but there were quite a few that were like, yeah, like I, I like erotica. I like porn. I like reading things seeing things whatever um the one thing that i noticed was that was kind of a pattern which again i i noticed through my own experience was that putting yourself in the scenario totally kills it like people don't do that like that's like the worst thing to try and do Mm -hmm. Uh, if you try and picture like something happening to you or like you actually doing it it's like uh like ruins it it has to be like a distant Thing. Like a almost like a faceless body or like not even a person? Oh, just more kind of like I know, I guess you're focusing on the pleasure part and not the idea of someone doing something to you. If you yeah. think about someone doing something to you, like, uh, that kind of like totally <laughs> ruins the Yeah. Because I've tried to trick myself into doing that before, just as like a self test. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, nope, killed it. Done for today. Ruined yeah. It, so. Yeah. It's <laughs> so interesting. <laughs> How did you um, find out or discover that you were asexual? I mean, I just kind of noticed around the same time as everyone else seemed to notice that they weren't. 
like just around that age where people yeah. like I don't know the hormones kicked in and early like, teens type yeah. yeah or actually it was actually slightly before that it was like primary mm. school like late primary school yeah. I, although that was probably more like um you know when kids are like okay well now we want to be dating each other and now yes. we're like going out like the fake like, yeah, marriages like we fancy each other and I was like what does that even mean like where are you going yeah. I understand yeah. <laughs> that must have been really confusing being a child and seeing everyone else at school getting coupled up or like oh my god I really mm. fancy that boy or I really fancy that girl and you've been like actually I don't fancy anyone yeah it was kind of like I always compare it to like Rick Grimes waking up in the beginning of The Walking Dead where you just notice that everything kind of changed in like your absence. <laughs> like I came back after the summer and I was like, is there something in the water? Like what happened? Like why are we all acting different after like those few months off school? Like something just changed in people's <laughs> mentality. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, presumably this will happen for me, but I'm not going to encourage it. So I literally what chose to go to an all-girls school in a bit mm-hmm. to avoid the oh, boy drama I had noticed developing because mm-hmm. I innocently thought if I'm at an all-girls school then people won't be super like boy crazy and it's kind of the opposite oh, yeah, that was, was like the worst idea sure <laughs> like, that yeah. was like Reed went to an all-girls school <laughs> yep. totally boy crazy the opposite of what I <laughs> because they don't get that they don't get the feel the feed they they end up just like fantasizing talking about it all the time or turning into lesbians literally but yeah. lesbian experiences in that school yeah the absence of boys made it like 10 times more I think <laughs> and I was like and then it became even more noticeable that mm. I wasn't feeling it mm. so even though I wasn't concerned of working it out everyone was like so why aren't you doing anything like why aren't you crushing on this boy or even though there weren't boys around but you know yeah. posters on the walls freaking anime posters characters the- whatever yeah. it didn't even matter you didn't have to be human it could be a cartoon and they're still hot like no one cared like yeah. was, yeah. oh yeah. my god yeah any boy that, that walked past the school any teacher like oh. under the age of 40 didn't matter like they oh were hot on heat our <laughs> teachers but, oh, I mean you were probably the safe one but I was the one that was like <laughs> like making really bad puns and being really overly sexual to our poor male teachers they must get so much shit no how does that make you feel though like with all your friends saying oh why aren't you doing that Mm. i I was like that's when i was thinking is this something significant that i need to work out because i was kind of like quite happily not working it out Mm -hmm. until people were kind of encouraging me to do it and then i had to kind of like try and analyze all the questions people like well were you abused is there something physically wrong with you are you gay and i was like i don't think so yeah (laughs) i was actually racking my brain like was i abused yeah, no. yeah. Well, did I repress that? I know. I was literally mm. for ages. I was thinking, did I forget something really <laughs> significant? I was like, I didn't. But people are saying that I might have done. Mm. Could I remember if I did? And I was like, I that was like, really so confusing, pondering it until yeah. eventually I heard the word asexuality and I googled it and I was like, ah, oh, well, there you go. Okay. <laughs> That's me. That's what it is. It fits. So you you found that out like a long time before it all sort of came out in the the news and social media and. Um, I think it was like, what, two years ago when Pride accepted all the 28 different genders and sexualities? Yeah. Well, I mean, they had that campaign this year, the mm. whole the kind of diverse flag thing. I actually yeah. helped with that um, part because Budweiser were sponsoring it. So I kind of collaborated with them a bit Amazing. on the fly the flag thing and the asexual part. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I was like 15 before I heard the actual word. Um, and then considering I kind of worked it out when I was like 10, so that was like a five year mm. difference. Wow. But that's still earlier than a lot of asexual people. Yeah, or, a lot of people it takes way longer. Or <laughs> or it's, it's not, sorry, it's not spoken it about in sex education mm. at all. Yeah. So sex education is very much, it's very heterosexual. Oh, definitely. And 
it's all about penis and vagina and like mm. STIs and having sex. Like not once do they ever say anything about it's okay if you don't want to. Yeah, it's it's almost like forced down your throat. Yeah. Yeah. The like, only thing I learned in sex this. education was don't give a blowjob wearing lipstick. That's like the main thing I learned. <laughs> what? That's, like, what? Like, that's the one thing they said. They said it like interacts with like the, the like the latex material and then it can split. So don't use wear lipstick. <gasps> that's quite lipstick interesting, actually. Yeah, that, I mean, that does make sense. That but... that's, that's something I got. I learned in sex ed. I mean, it would be more likely like oil-based lubricants with the condom because it does break down. Yeah, I guess but, quite I a mean, lot of lipstick's probably oil-based. Yeah, maybe. That's, yeah, that's I mean, at crazy. the time, I was like, this isn't helpful information for me, but. No. Thank you. But that's something I remember. Yeah, something that's <laughs> the like main takeaway. I was like, brain. oh, okay. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, the main their main focus in school was this is how you put a condom on it. Like they brought in dildos and were like, this is what you do. Cause yeah. and it didn't work because half the class still got pregnant, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what would happen if someone who you were friends with started trying to get sort of romantic or going further than just friends does is it is it awkward then to be like i'm not interested do people understand um yeah it is awkward that's happened to me quite a few times because yeah. i tend to vibe with boys easily mm, so most yeah. of my friends are guys and i approach it thinking it's like a friendship and it'll be a while yeah. before i'm like oh that's what this was okay you're wasting <laughs> your time there if that's what we were going for mm. um i mean sometimes it's kind of like they work it out and then we just kind of continue with the friendship but there have been instances where that's just completely like killed it like because that's all they were aiming for yeah or even like seeing you as a challenge like i'm gonna be the one to change oh yeah you. yeah that's a that's why sometimes when people are like, oh, well, I guess being asexual helps because then guys back off. I'm like, yeah, in an ideal world, yeah. that would be the case. <laughs> guys don't care about those kind of things. They're just no. like, wow. If for some people, that's more of a turn on because they're like, oh, cool, a pure woman, amazing. Like, you oh, haven't done all this goodness. stuff. That's great. And I'm like, ah, oh, you're making this so weird. Like, that's so weird. <laughs> so have you ever had any sexual encounters? No. I totally skipped that mm-hmm. part. I guess because I worked it out when I was young and I was always like a non-conformist yeah. anyway. So I was never like, oh, well, everyone else is doing it. So I should try and like force myself to do it. Like if I don't want to do something, I'm not going to do it. So yeah. I just like totally skipped over the whole awkward experimentation phase that a lot of asexual people have to go through where they're trying to make yeah. themselves feel something they don't feel. So yeah, I like totally skipped it so I haven't actually like I haven't dated I haven't kissed anybody even though kissing isn't necessarily sexual but I just don't like people's mouths being near my mouth so mm-hmm. that's another thing I'm into. I mean Reed doesn't like that either <laughs> uh, I mean I like a little peck but I'm not like it doesn't turn me on to go full kissing it's just like there you must be super in tune with your own pleasure though I mean I guess I don't I don't know if I'm like more or less than anybody else but I guess I feel like if there's not I've only other, ever understood yeah. it via me, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about, I mean, sexuality being fluid? Do you think you will always be asexual or do you think that could change in the future? I mean, I think it's as likely to change as everyone else's sexuality is, mm-hmm. which is kind yeah. of debatable in how likely. Because uh, people do, I do get asked that where people are like, oh, do you think it'll change? It's like, well, how long have you been straight for? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. do you think that's likely to change? I don't know. I yeah. mean, I think it must be a, you know, it's a type of person. Like, my sexuality changes all the fucking time. <laughs> all the time. Especially because learning new stuff as well. There's like subcategories yeah. and other categories, and it's really exciting. Who knows what the future has to hold? 
Yeah, it, I, it is. It is sexuality is a really interesting subject because I think there are a lot of um, people out there that would consider themselves like mainly straight, but then every so often they'll have like a thought here and there, and maybe mm. like a time where they like think that they might be attracted to the other gender, but at the same time, like it's it's okay to have the same sexuality your whole life yeah absolutely definitely it's just mm. going going with whatever feels good for you right you know mm. not being forced into anything that you don't want to um and also well being open-minded to absolutely everything because it can all change but it can all stay the same mm-hmm. that's kind of a bit of a non-comment I think I just <laughs> yeah said this, i mean nothing <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be like against it changing, but I'm also pretty happy with how things are and I'm not mm. holding my breath because I mean, I mean, yeah, sexuality is pretty fluid for some people, but I'd say like for a lot of people, like it kind of stays quite consistent. I think if it switched at, like a lot, then, you know, homophobia wouldn't be such a big thing because gay people yeah. would just be switching out of it when, yeah. <laughs> when things get tough. So, I mean, I'm just kind of like... I don't know. It's been consistent for 23 years, so. <laughs> Did you have to come out as asexual? Um, yes and no. I mean, because I never acted like I was anything else, mm. It like at this point it would be weirder if I came home with like, hey mom, this is my boyfriend. She'd be like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> like that would be weird at this point. Um, so I didn't really have to come out to like my mom um, because we lived together. So it was kind of obvious. Yeah. Um, Did she never like question it though? Not really. I mean, it was always like such a kind of just like a consistent yeah. thing. I guess she probably figured that out that it was never were. really like we never really had to sit down and have a conversation about it. Like I don't even recall saying, by the way, I'm asexual. It was just kind of like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't even recall having the conversation. It's just mm. always been like a consistent thing. But is yeah. she is she quite supportive? Oh yeah, yeah. She thinks it's. I mean, she finds it kind of weird that like I spend a good amount of my time talking about something I'm not doing. Yeah. And to be honest, <laughs> I find that kind of weird sometimes too. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it is pretty ironic. Um, how much you can talk about not doing something. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's pretty supportive. I think it's more. I mean, I kind of came out like on social media sort of because I was kind of like, you know, guys, by the way, I don't know if I mentioned that, but I'm asexual, just so you know. Yeah. Um, Which I feel like that was kind of like the main coming out experience I had because I've never really sat down my relatives and said, by the way, everybody, just so you know. Yeah. Because I feel like that would just be awkward and time consuming. I feel like (laughs) maybe for some people it might be quite hard to tell your parents that you're never going to be interested in like having a relationship like having kids and so although having kids isn't necessarily like a like people always assume that because you're asexual you won't have kids but like it's on my to-do list i've never really like the people always assume that that's the thing but i know asexual people with kids so well i guess like having kids isn't having i mean you have to have sex you don't have to have sex. I mean, nowadays you don't have to no. have sex. Yeah. And have kids. It's like, no. that, you know, um, artificial insemination, there's IVF, there's adopting yeah. a kid. I mean. Adopting a kid. I, I mean, that, that was a big assumption. Sorry. No, but I mean, that's like a very instinctive, like, like people in my family, they're like, oh, no grandchildren for you. And my mom's yeah. like, why though? Like, why? Yeah. <laughs> like, why is that the assumption? It's like, um, if I had to have sex to have a kid, I'm pretty sure I could manage it. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm still fertile, so I could still. I mean, I'd rather not carry a baby for nine months. Doesn't sound fun. Pushing it out doesn't sound fun. <laughs> but I'm sure I could do it if ne- if need be. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some asexual people, like they're dating people who aren't asexual. So it's just kind of like a 
favor, I guess. <laughs> and some do or cat are capable of like enjoying the actual process, but then yeah. they're not going to seek it out. Or mm-hmm. see, this is how yeah. um, we we just have no idea. We're, you're giving us all the answers. Here. Thank you. Yeah. Um, if there was anyone out there who thinks they may be asexual, do you have any advice for them or any sort of tells to know for definite if they are asexual or not? I mean, it's hard to determine tells. I mean, I guess the main obvious one is not being sexually attracted to somebody. But people have different definitions of sexual attraction. Like, I can yeah. only define it through its absence because I don't... Like, if someone said, can you describe what sexual attraction is? I'd be like, well, no, because I haven't felt it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. not being able to describe it is a bit of a hint, I think. Yeah. If you often see people doing things or feeling things and you're like, I, I can't empathize, I don't get it, mm-hmm. then that's kind of a hint. If you really have to be like, I try wrap, trying to wrap my head around that part of sexuality, that's usually quite a significant tell. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the main thing I would just say is that like you're fine because a lot of people are led to believe that there's like it's a personality issue, it's a mental disorder, it's a physical disorder, and people are taking medication that they don't need because they're told that you have like a libido problem, which yeah, they don't. And like then you're broken clearly, but you're not. It's in, just your sexuality. Yeah, seeing therapists that are trying to like tell them that you need to be doing this, you need to be doing that, or all your relationships are invalid unless you're having sex with them, and all and a bunch Fuck. of things like that. And it's like wow. So I think, yeah, one thing that I think people just need to know is that it's not a condition. It's it's just a different type of sexuality. Like, I think it should be like one of the first things people say when they're teaching people about sexuality. It's like, yeah, you could be attracted to this and you could be attracted to nothing at all. And that's yeah. also totally fine, totally normal, totally makes sense. And yeah. it's weird how our society doesn't even consider that as like an option of being, even though it's you think for everything that exists, there would be like an absence of it. But... Mm-hmm. For sexuality, people kind of forget that detail. Yeah. Well, I mean, you just don't, you don't really hear about it anywhere. No. Like, because you don't hear about it in sex education. So, so like, how are people supposed to learn about it? That we know of, though. I mean, last time I had sex ed was, like, 10 years ago. True. And I want to go to some, I'm sure that there are some really progressive schools that teach all of this. Way more than 10 years this. ago, really, probably, like, 20. <laughs> 20. <laughs> what? I mean, do they still teach sex education in like in like university or college? No, or, uh, no? no. I definitely didn't get it. No, in, in it's just early, right? Yeah, and you'd only have sex education in high school. Yeah, you have like the puberty huh, education form, in either. like year six, and then yeah. school. the yeah. sex ed in secondary school, which was mainly condoms and stuff. Yeah, yeah, very much P and V behavior. Pregnancy, sexuality yes, didn't even yes. come into it. It didn't even talk about like different types of sexuality. Mm. No, that wasn't on the not no, thing at all. Didn't know about it. It was just like and it was also it's weird if logistics. you were potentially gay or bisexual. It was like, oh my God, what? You're not straight? It was it, it was such a talking point. I'm assuming especially. that sex education has come on a leaps and bounds. Oh God, yeah. Hope so. I mean, I like to think about, I mean, when I meet like asexual people who are younger than me, they're very much in kind of the same situation really? as I was in mm. at that time. I think asexuality has been very slow in getting into any kind of conversation. Yeah. Compared to like the rest of like the LGBT stuff. Like yeah. people don't usually go yeah. past the T if they even get to that part. Yeah. <laughs> like what even is the plus? Sometimes it's just the yeah. L and the G or maybe just like G. I don't know. They kind of skip. Like. Yeah. I mean, when we're, when we're teens anyway, it's, it's so complicated and hard trying to figure out our own emotions um, and what kind of sexuality we're in because we're almost taught that we have to fit into a sexuality 
as well it could be such a confusing time i imagine with now with social media and how open and accessible knowledge is hopefully it's a little bit easier for for people to feel more comfortable about themselves and their sexuality i'm guessing it helps to have like a community of people especially when you're trying to figure everything out Mm. do do you have a community of people is there like an app that you can go onto or a space that you can uh, speak to people yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the asexual community is very much online just because it's statistically harder to run into someone who's openly asexual. Yeah. Um, so there's like a website called um, AVEN, the Asexuality Visibility and Education Network, who recently put me on their board of directors, which is cool. cool. So now Amazing. I'm kind of part of the group. Um, but yeah, that's like that's quite a popular forum for discussing it. And there's like a Reddit on asexuality and things like that. Um, but yeah, it's like it's mainly online which i think is definitely helpful because that's like like i hadn't really encountered many asexual people until the activism stuff started and i started coming to london and then i kind of encountered some like a familiar handful um prior to that like in reading i hadn't really um openly ran into anybody but Uh, reading's a town that's like like sort of an hour or two away from us from london it doesn't have as much stuff or as much resources or as many rainbows everywhere as uh london does sometimes it doesn't have like a scene going on mm-hmm. um at least not that i've noticed um but yeah it's definitely the community part is helpful i think sometimes i think nowadays like there are so many communities and sub communities and flags and names and yeah. identities and stuff i think almost in a sense i think that might confuse people a little bit yeah, yeah. when probably. you're trying to work it out at least for me i was like asexual cool done got it yeah um, <laughs> that's it um whereas now people are like am i this guy am i that kind of like so i think it can sort of almost confuse things a bit more but i think it's good that people are able to have spaces where they can at least discuss it and try to work it out yeah Yeah, definitely i mean i've had family members who think that they're asexual but it's trying to figure that out and you know like past feelings or if they are now or if they will be in the future and it's it's still like quite a gray area especially for people who've never known it to be an option before yeah i mean i think because there's always there's a difference between like being asexual and just kind of not feeling sexual at the moment. Because mm-hmm. yeah. um, sometimes people are like, well, isn't everyone kind of asexual? Because sometimes I'm not in the mood. It's like, that's not really the same thing. <laughs> but I do think that there are way more asexual people than people realize. Because sometimes when I am explaining it to people, they're like, oh, I totally know people like that. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, yeah, you just they just don't know that there's a word for it. Um, but I yeah, think people probably force themselves into sexual relationships as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's the standard, and it's yeah. like what we're socially pushed to do. You should be getting married, and you should be having kids, and having all this sex. And and people don't admit it if that's if they're not actually yeah not feeling sexual attraction. Especially like I've had people message me and be like, "Yeah, I'm totally asexual, but I have a partner," and that'd be super embarrassing for them if I was to mention that, oh. or if people were to know. So they just like. It's not the kind of thing people talk about, especially guys. They don't want to be like, yeah, I don't experience sexual attraction because I'd be totally like mm. emasculating um, by some people's standards. Yeah, um, well, I mean, there's a sh- stupid, massive stereotype that men want to have sex like more than anyone else and they just want it all the time. But it's it's really harmful. Like I talk about this quite a lot. It's just such a harmful stereotype because it makes people feel really like inferior if they're not um feeling the same way or not like manly enough. Yeah, we've I've definitely felt the same way with my partner. If I'm wanting to have more sex than he is and it's like it's that we just need more knowledge and people to talk more and share more to understand that that 
that is a very normal feeling for people to have, not just men. Yeah. You mentioned that you could be asexual and in a relationship with someone that isn't. Mm -hmm. How would that work? I mean, I guess communication would be important in the sense that... um, (laughs) Because, I mean, sometimes, like, I mean, there are some couples where you would, where they still do mm. have sex. Um, it's just kind of like, I guess, some people compare it to, like, washing the dishes. It's, like, some of the top of my favorite things <laughs> to do, but you do it because it's helpful and it's fine and it's not a big yeah. deal. Um, and, I mean, there are asexual people in, like, polyamorous relationships. So they're the partner that, where the sex isn't a big component, but then they have someone else so they can do that there. Or, or open oh, relationships or what some people call queer platonic relationships where it's kind of like it's not it's more than platonic but it's not like the conventional idea of like a romantic relationship so it's kind of yeah um yeah so there are kind of different ways that it can work um have you had a relationship before that's worked i mean i don't do it i don't date at all so i haven't ever done that mm-hmm. but oh, i yeah, know sorry, did say. i know um like i've encountered asexual people who are in relationships or are like third parents to people who are in a couple and Uh, then and I know asexual people who are married to each other or I think that sounds lovely (laughs) I I love the idea of more than two parents raising kids I think I don't know I love that idea and and realistically I feel like most families like most people kind of do that anyway like Mm -hmm. it makes sense I mean they say it takes a village to raise a child like you need usually more than two people to oh yeah definitely <laughs> yeah, it makes 100%. sense establishing it from the get-go so you're not just like a permanent babysitter it's like an actual thing yeah um but yeah i mean it kind of works differently for everybody but i've there are definitely many relationship examples i can think of where asexual people have made that work and there are some asexual people who aren't like you know a hundred percent asexual in a sense there are some that like they sometimes experience it so if you're kind of both in that place then your sexuality might line up so you might be like yeah let's have sex twice a year and then we're good (laughs) and that works so (laughs) so how could we bring more awareness to asexual i mean i think it's just good to just like just mention it in the same way that you'd mention like other sexualities because i think that's the thing like people just don't even think to include it ever when they're discussing sexuality it's Mm -hmm. always left out of the conversation I feel like all sexuality related conversations are incomplete if you completely forget to mention some and some people don't feel anything which is what you I mean in any other instance you would mention that some people don't do it but in sexuality they don't so I think just even if you can just casually just drop it in because then if people are interested they can google it for themselves and then they'll be like oh cool like that's a thing and i guess if you ever hear anyone saying something like i mean because there is a kind of big misconception that all asexual people like hate the thought of people being sexual or like totally Mm. anti-sex or like slut shamers or something um (laughs) to kind of you know stamp that out if you see it or just Or, I mean, well, you've had me on here, which is a pretty cool, <laughs> pretty cool start. Um, <laughs> Thank you for coming on, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Just being like inclusive helps. And I'm going to yeah. be waiting for like the next new ace bar or club or something. That I mean, so cool. I done one, I've done one before. <laughs> I did one before the with the Budweiser um, collaboration. We opened the first ever asexual pop up bar at London Pride. Oh, wow. So that was cool. Um, that was the first time anyone had done anything like that. And that was the first yeah. time any business had 
paid any attention to asexuality to let us do something like that, mm, um, yeah. which I thought was cool. So hopefully that can kind of lead to other places being like, oh, hey, maybe we should like invest in this community like we do in the others, you know, a bit of helpful rainbow <laughs> yeah. capitalism. So, And that is really cool because Budweiser, you just, all I think of is like straight men. I know. <laughs> Manly men. Manly men. Manly and men. Football and rugby and shit. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's really cool. Yeah, pretty cool. It's not like, hey, I'm Jurex and this makes sense. Men, men. Actually, yeah, that would be pretty... <laughs> pretty dumb like Jurek's making yeah. condoms for asexuals so, yeah. mm, no. I'm not sure that would work <laughs> and it's funny because every time I like do something I always get condoms in my goodie bags like oh. when I go places and I'm always like does anyone want this please take this from me <laughs> like, this is like a really great like organic expensive condom that yeah, I'm not going to use so does anyone want a fancy condom <laughs> I don't know if it feels different or what but apparently it's a good quality condom mm, so. or sharing's caring <laughs> Always well, giving condoms away when I get them. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> At least you're giving so you know other if, people pleasure. Yes. <laughs> I mean, if anyone's run safe, out, have just, fun. Just go on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so unfortunately, it's probably time for us to fuck off now. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been really, really eye-opening, and I'm so glad that I now have so much more knowledge of asexuality. Yeah. Thank you, and have a very happy Asexual Awareness Week as well. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm sure loads of people are going to be really looking forward to hearing this. Where can our lovely listeners find you? Uh, you can find me. I'm on Instagram a lot. Um, so that's at the Yasmin Benoit, which is Y-A-S-M-I-N-B-E-N-O-I-T. And it's the same on Twitter and Tumblr and all that kind of stuff. So just type my name in and you'll find me. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone, remember to subscribe to this podcast. Give us a rating and leave a lovely review. A, lo- lovely. a lovely review. <laughs> lovely. Yes, you curious fuckers. Share this shit out. If you think there's someone out there that might be asexual, send them this little gift package and it could help them figure out and feel a little bit more confident yeah. and comfortable and with who they are. Just share it around in general because oh, yeah. it's Awareness Week. Everyone needs to become more aware. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Send it to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Goodbye. Bye. 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 In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then unheard of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes.